nurses and hypochondriacs, the podcast that brings nurse experts, patients, and hypochondriacs together to discuss hot topics in healthcare. And here is your host, Ercilia Pompilio. Welcome to the apocalypse. The previous recording that we just heard was what 60 million Italian residents heard a little over a month ago as they went under lockdown for COVID-19, the coronavirus, or the novel coronavirus. Call it what you will, I don't even know what to call it anymore, it's been rebranded so many times. But in less than a month, Italy had gone from having only three cases of the coronavirus to the highest number of cases and deaths outside of China. The Italian Prime Minister took to television to say, we all must give something up for the good of Italy. And then he added, there is no more time. And poof, just like that, time stopped for Italy. And a couple weeks later, time stopped for us here in the United States as well. Now, this really freaked me out when Italy went under quarantine for the first time. Uh, And it's because my whole entire family is in Italy, except for my parents and my brother who are here in the United States. And my parents and my brother, they are literally nurses or healthcare practitioners through osmosis through me. They've learned so much and they know to wash their hands and they know to eat a healthy diet to protect their immune system. They know. I mean, when I called my mom and I said, mom, wash your hands. She's like, I know, I know, I know how to wash my hands. I know and, and stuff. So, but my family in Italy, they're a little bit different. They're huge hypochondriacs. As soon as I step foot from the plane, when I go visit them in Italy, they start bombarding me with all kinds of healthcare questions. And I better not walk around their homes barefoot without any socks or shoes on, because then they start saying that I'm going to get pneumonia and die. Okay. I mean, I remember I was at a dinner and I was so excited to be at this dinner because I had just been on a 14 hour flight from Italy. I got there and they had planned this amazing meal for me. And the meal had some of my favorites, which are uh, fresh mozzarella and prosciutto and the homemade wine that my cousin Filippo makes with his own bare hands from the grapes that he grows in his own vineyards that he tends to on a daily basis. So I sit down to this amazing meal. There's about 20 of my cousins there. And my cousin to the left of me, Pasquita, starts to say, hey, cuz, like, um... When I sit down and stuff, I just start peeing urine. And she's like six months pregnant. And I tell her, well, you probably have urinary incontinence because, you know, you're pregnant and that's kind of normal. And her father goes, yeah, that's kind of normal. Like he would know because he's a man. I don't know how he knew that, but whatever. Um, So I start telling her because my nurse brain goes into action, my nurse practitioner brain. So I tell her, hey, just do Kegels. okay? And for those of you who don't know, uh, Kegels is the tightening of your pelvic floor muscles. okay? And you could do them anywhere. You could do them while you're driving in in traffic. You could do them while you're going to the bathroom and you stop your stream in between. Or you could do them while you're 
on a podcast, just like me right now. I'm doing Kegels. Um, but anyway, this is what happens. And this whole Kegel conversation comes into play and everybody at the table starts doing Kegels. Everybody's like, oh, I'm doing it. I can feel it. Oh, this is so cool. And, um, you know, I just want to just enjoy my wine and my mozzarella and prosciutto. But we are now in a whole discussion about urinary incontinence in Kegels. It takes me back to my pharma days when I used to have to bring food to nurses and talk about coronary artery disease while we were eating stuff like tacos. But oh well, here we are in the middle of Corona, Corona, I can't even say it, Coronacopolis, Coronapocalypse, Coronapocalypse, there we go, Coronapocalypse. And uh, so far, we're still in quarantine. There's been 119,827 cases in Italy. They've had 14,681 deaths. They've had 19,758 cases that have been recovered. But I was like, how did this all happen in Italy? I mean, uh, basically, one account says back in February 20th, there was a 30-year-old man who checked himself into a local hospital in the town of Codogno in Lombardy, and uh, he tested positive for the virus, but he infected all of these people who then infected other people. And so that's kind of like how bioterrorism starts. I read a whole article on bioterrorism, which I'll link to the end of this episode, and you can read about it. I interviewed Jason Tetro, the germ guy. We talk about this and what what is going on here. And this was written in 2019, mind you. Um, But yeah, I was like, that's a little weird, you know. Um, how does this virus get from China to Italy, huh? So this is one of the things I asked myself. And and I found an article that says, um, you know, there's a lot of Chinese immigrants in Italy. There's about 210 Chinese who live in Italy. Uh, and although 41 of those are legally registered, and there are many Chinese immigrants who are there uh, living as slaves, Okay, and they came to Italy illegally, and they were trafficked. Okay, uh, what are they doing there? They're there for the made-to-order market uh, for garment workers, and they have specialized skills for the ready-to-wear market. Um, sources say that uh, some of these um, immigrants were let; they were able to go back to China. Uh, for the festival that they had, and then they came back, and many of them were infected. Uh, one account that I saw a video uh, said that a mayor in northern Italy had hug a Chinese day because he noticed that many of the Italian people were not embracing the Chinese immigrants who were there and they were shunning them. So he just had hug a Chinese person day and poof, as soon as that happened, there were more and more cases. I mean, there's many accounts of how this kind of happened or started or who knows what it is and if it really is a bioterroristic attack. But anyway, in this episode, I interview my cousin Flavio Di Fronzo and I interviewed him, uh, as his first week was going into week two of quarantine, and he tells me his story of how everything started and how everything went about. So stay tuned, and uh, first, a word from our sponsor. (music) 
sequels. Some of them are good. Most of them are bad. But on the Sequels Revenge podcast, we're here to celebrate all things sequels. Host John Coulomb and Bill Posley bring on a guest to talk about their favorite movies, and then we pitch a sequel to it. It's a sequel that nobody asked for, but one that we'd like to see. Then we go away, write the first five pages to the sequel, and bring in a table of actors to read it. So if any of this sounds appealing to you, you should download Sequels Revenge podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play stores. So tell me, what's your name, who you are, who are okay, you? My, <laughs> I'm Flavio Difonso, uh, I'm an international market manager, I work in the tourism sector, I'm 42 years old and now I come back to live in, in Italy and uh, uh, I lived uh, 11 years uh, outside of Italy, seven years in Spain and uh, three years in, uh, in London. And that's it. <laughs> and you're my cousin, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you live this in Milano, which is northern Italy, and that's where they say uh, the pandemic or the coronavirus really started to happen in northern Italy, where they yeah. had some people from Wuhan, China, go mm-hmm. to northern Italy and started to infect people. So. Tell me about this. Tell me about how you first heard of the virus. Uh, I just listened for the virus uh, just in the in the newspaper when they start to spread in in China uh, at the beginning of at the end of the October. So it was maybe in the half of November. And really? We, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we didn't start uh, hearing about it here until January. No, in Italy, they they talk the newspaper. They talk about the the virus in China. They start at in the middle of November, and the news was to start in December. But all the the newspapers are talking about 2019. And after in January was the ice season, where the virus they spread too much a lot so uh, and and after maybe the virus will uh, will arrive in um, in Europe and in uh, in Italy close to Milan that's it uh, there was a, a case history that maybe was one one German people that was infected and after he came he came to Italy because you know everybody now is connecting Europe with the flight, so everybody is traveling. It's not like twenty years or twenty five years ago when the, the flights are so expensive. Right now, to go to Paris or to go to Berlin with uh, less than one hundred euro, sometimes with thirty five euro, you can get your flight so right because you could go through like Ryanair is uh, yeah exactly the, the low cost the low cost the oops the start <laughs> they start uh, at uh, sorry no worries are you no, are you I, I don't see flight? you I don't see you anymore just a second that was just uh, you know when there is uh, something news uh, for the government announcement mm-hmm. they start uh, if you see I have I don't know because I am online with you and uh, I have to close something if okay 
So now you're in quarantine. Uh, and, and so how has this affected you, uh, your business, your family? It's 100%, 36 degrees. So it's affected all. It's affected my, my work because it destroyed all the tourism sector. Because if you see all the flights are canceled and all the, I work in OTA, so it's online, like a booking.com or Expedia. So, and I see that the, the, the drop down of the, the reservation was, was unbelievable. It's the first time in the history that something that looks like so terrible. So this is about the work for my life uh, as well. Uh, you cannot get in touch with the nobody. So I stay home. We cannot go outside. You have to prepare uh, yourself mentally and physically to stay home. So you have to organize. You have to go to buy something at the supermarket and to have maybe 10 days or 50 days or maybe somebody they talk about for one month just to have something to eat uh, at home. So that's what they're saying, that the quarantine is going to be lasting almost a month for you because now you're on day seven, correct? Uh, no, this is the second, the second week. The second week. Yeah, this is the second week, but we are... All the medicine that start to talk that maybe the quarantine that they will be uh, they will be till the end of April. Oh wow! It's two months. If you if you see if you want to compare, for example, in China, you know the the China government is really strong, really uh, is a dictature, no? Right, it's a dictatorship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If the government, they say something, don't go outside. The people, they do it, like in South of uh, Korea as well. Everybody follows the direction of the government. In Europe, Italy, Spain, French, we are not behind uh, this government. We are in democracy. And the people, they think that maybe we can go outside. You know, we are not, not used to follow well, Straight. Italians don't like to follow rules, right? Yeah, we I mean, don't follow just rules. getting in a line. I remember when I came to Italy yeah. I think in 2009, and uh, we were in, in Bari in Trigiano. We tried to get a line to buy porchetta, and there was no line. All the people were crazy. Yeah. And so my father right. was there, and he goes, this is an Italian line, Ursilia. Nobody follows rules in Italy. <laughs> so, and that happened when we would go and stop for coffee, too. Like, um, you know, the little bars off of the highways, you know, you go and stop for coffee. And there was like 20, 30 people there trying to get coffee. Nobody stays in a line. So nobody follows I rules know. in Italy. Nobody that follows the queue. But this story will affect as well uh, that maybe something is changing as well in our mind. The, the people understand that we have to follow the, the rules because it's not a joke. Uh, the situation is, is serious. So, and all the hospital, uh, they are maybe uh, is fully booked if I can use. Uh, yeah. They're saying um, under stress. Sorry, I have the statistics. So in Italy, there's like 60, 60.5 million people 
That's yes. the stats I have. And I'm getting this from worldmetersinfo.com. And so it's saying that right now the coronavirus cases, this is just published eight hours ago, there's 21,157 cases in all of Italy. There's 1,441 deaths uh, recovered. Yes. It's 1,966 recovered cases. Now on the positive, they're showing that there's a lot of recovered cases. People are actually recovering from the virus, mm. which is good. Uh, they're saying uh, 17,750 patients are currently infected. 16,232 are mild. And 1,500 are serious or in critical condition. So yeah, critical condition. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it, it's true. So uh, now, just for example, in Milan, uh, we are trying to build uh, the new hospitality in uh, in seven days. Uh, the new hospitality that will build uh, at the fair, the Milan fair. Mm -hmm. So. The World with, Fair, correct? In, yeah, uh, the World Fair. And uh, they will be placed 500 beds in the hospital. Oh, wow. So. And they're, they're saying that there is um, a decrease in ventilator machines. Uh, they're not having very much supplies. They now ship scientists from China and doctors from China over to Italy. Mike? question was to my other cousin that's living in New York that you met, Michele, I asked him, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, in Italy is in dire straits. Why doesn't Switzerland go ahead and chip in? Why doesn't France chip in and send people? Why doesn't Sweden chip in and send people? I mean, I know Spain probably won't. They are always uh, in, in, um, uh, a bad situation there but uh and he told him he goes because those countries are motherfuckers and they don't care about italy and they, and it's not like the u.s where people will come or u.s will go ahead and send aid so what is your perspective on that uh, is it the same for example french and germany as well they try to block uh, all uh, all the masks for uh, for Italy and we receive more help from China if you want to compare with uh, Europe because everybody there is scary all, all the time they're scary about Italy I don't know why maybe we have a lot of potential uh, right like a country. Yeah, the most cases in uh, all of Europe and all of the world right now I think no, no, this is this is this is too uh, scary. But uh, we have to think. Uh, we have to think that Italy they start to be prepared, and uh, Europe they don't want to listen about uh, the health, uh, just in general in Europe. Right so, now, I mean they've now shut down Spain. They've now shut down yeah. France. Everybody's in quarantine, and London as well. I mean, uh, as of yesterday. Um, the borders were still open in London where that was the central hub. So, but now they've now shut down yeah. uh, any travel to London. So all yeah. of Europe is somewhat shut down. Yeah. All the Europe is shut down. Spain, Italy, France, um, maybe on Monday there will be a lockdown as well. Uh, Germany. 
from UK don't know because uh, Boris Johnson uh, he said that he prefer to be open and the business have to go up as usual so uh, it's crazy it's crazy situation we I think that we are just in movie <laughs> it's crazy yeah you were saying that just feels very surreal to you like this doesn't yeah. feel real so um, explain that to me. I mean, uh, are you so are you able to go out at all during the day or no? You were supposed to go ahead and, and buy food uh, mm -hmm. before all of this situation. Did they give you a time frame to go out and, and do shopping? Because here in America, people are going crazy and buying toilet paper for whatever reason. I mean, in Italy, they have bidets. So <laughs> they don't need the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can go outside right now. So uh, only to go to the supermarket. Everybody is locked down. So right now, you cannot go outside for running or something like that. Or maybe to go to in the footpath but just to go in the supermarket and buy something. And you have to respect the line from one people to another people. You have to respect one or two meters for security. Oh, you so you have out. to keep a, a distance yeah. from everybody. That's yeah, distance, security distance. That. You have to go outside with a, with a mask and wow. everything is, is ready. You cannot go like a normal day outside. So because they discovered that the virus they survive three hours in the air and three hours as well just in the material if if you do it just in the windows or just in in the iron the virus will be survive three hours but if something is plastic the virus will survive 13 hours oh so, wow it's more time. You have to pay attention. They say to disinfect everybody, everything. So if you go outside with your shoes, after when you come back to your home, it's better to put maybe just in the, the terrace. So this is uh, the, the, the situation. If you see, so from... Uh, the newspaper, the video that uh, everybody in the hospital that they, they looks like a a Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. But the hospitals and in healthcare in Italy has always been very terrible. I mean, socialized medicine um, compared here to the U.S. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, compared because you've lived in London and Spain. What do you think of the uh, healthcare in Italy compared to those two? States. And then you lived here in the U.S. when you were very young for a little bit, but I don't know if you, you had any experience with the... So, um, the health system in Italy is good. It's good. If you want to compare to U.K., we are amazing. Uh, so the Spanish system is good, but they're not ready for this situation. And Italy was ready because in the top 10 healthy system. At uh, the first place, there is Hong Kong. The second one is Singapore. The third one is Spain. And after sometimes is Italy or Germany. Just depend of the year. So we have a really, really good health system. And if you see right now that we start, we prepare 
for this crisis situation. So you were you you're saying you were prepared yes. because the media is saying that Italy wasn't prepared. So they're really yeah, exactly yeah. Nobody was prepared, but True. we start we start uh, to take the temperature if you arrive in Italy. Nobody they did in Europe. Italy was the first country that believed that the situation was serious and uh, action reaction. They, they take some, uh, you know, some direction. Straight, strong, to lockdown, but was the first country. In, in this way, you know, if you have a good health system, if you are prepared, you can support better this virus crisis the other country in europe spain they have a good uh, good system but if you see the numbers in the next few weeks the virus will uh, spread really faster more faster if you want to compare to italy so and they had and they say that i have a better system healthy system if you want to compare to italy mm-hmm. but see what happened in one week or two weeks so. right right it just kind of grew and the cases were out of yeah, control exactly. so, right so you were saying we were talking before the video a little bit about your theories about what is going on with this on uh whether this is just a virus or whether this is much more with politics. I mean, I wrote an article last year on bioterrorism and I interviewed my last guest who is a a germ expert, uh, Jason Tetro from Canada. Uh, And we talked about that as well, whether this is a bioterroristic weapon that is happening because much like World War II where everybody was quarantined and my father was um, just a child I don't mm-hmm. remember how old he was during World War II, but he talks about the quarantines and he talks about the bombs and how he had to go ration bread uh, that they were giving out uh, and stuff and, and about the soldiers. This is very much like that quarantine, all, although there are not any bombs going on. Uh, I believe that something is happening. I don't know what is it uh, just in, in real but sometimes you have some some question that you can do it yourself. Uh, you know that maybe Europe uh, was not see like at uh, a, a good good way. You know, uh, it's not so unit. Maybe the virus is much more. Somebody they put the virus, or maybe the virus they escape from uh, from from one lab laboratory right uh-huh so we uh, know so that those are some in of the one... that as well yeah i've i've heard those series where it was made in a lab and that is very possible it's not a conspiracy theory i mean i i had a friend who was cuban he was a cuban doctor and he actually told me he was sent to russia many years ago to create viruses and bioterroristic weapons and uh vaccines that would be used as weapons. So um, this is a possibility. I mean, I've heard first account, it could very well be. Yeah. We have to think that in one, there is two lab- laboratory. One is military Chinese laboratory. In Wuhan. Uh-huh. In one. And uh, the second one is from 
I, I hope ONU, ONU la lab in Wuhan. In Wuhan. So there's two yeah. labs in Wuhan that you know yeah. about. Yeah, that is yeah. 200 meters far from the bat market. You know, the beginning they say that a virus right. came right. from... Right, that's what we talked about in the last episode where the virus was coming from the bats and the snakes and it was yeah. from a festival that they had where they cooked a soup with the bats yeah. and snakes. And then so people started eating the soup and they got the virus from eating the soups and they were spreading it from person to person. That's what one of the theories was in the beginning. But uh, that market is right next to that lab. Yeah, exactly. 200 or 300 meters is so close. So Right. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so great. You never know. Yeah. And after maybe with uh, just uh, all the global agreement with this situation, that we will start again, maybe China, they will do a good uh, partnership with Italy, you know. I see. That should be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, Trump already went to India, which I thought was very interesting at the beginning of this crisis. He was in India and they had a big um, uh, gathering at one of the stadiums for him, which I thought was very weird, you know, uh, that he did that and right before this whole outbreak started occurring. So some say that he's trying to do trade agreements and lock down trade agreements in India and just get China out of the way. And so maybe China is starting to make trying to get agreements with Europe. Who knows? Who knows yeah. what's going on in the world and what people have planned. But the, the big question is, or the big thing to for people to focus on, I, I think this is a great come to Jesus moment where people need to just focus on the greater big picture of what's going on instead of just focusing on uh, their telephones and focusing on sports events and focusing on, on all this uh, stuff. Uh, that means nothing, but really looking at the global politics and the bigger picture of what is actually truly starting to happen. Yeah. 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 It's going internal. Yeah, you know, it's, it's true. See what's happened because maybe everything will really change. So the, uh, I read something that they say the, the virus, uh, they call just an economy like at uh, ground zero, that will start again everything because right. all the economy just in Europe is, is, is the story. See what's happened because if you lock down all the Europe and after all the world, every company stop it. So Everything's okay. going to stop. Yeah. Correct. You can see, you can you can see just for the flight, the flight company, how many people they fired just in in the last three weeks. Fired? So people yeah. got fired? So people lost their jobs already? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I don't know. Licenziati, uh, no? Fired. Yeah. Fired. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. So thousands and thousands of people. So it's crazy. It's, it's, it's this. And um, I don't know. That's crazy. So, all right. So, anything you'd like to add? So, something that maybe all the world get ready for general war. <laughs> general war. 
Oh my gosh, I saw it. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I drove in Burbank where I live uh, yesterday. I was driving and there was a gun shop, Pistole, where they, where they sell the guns. And there was yeah, a yeah, line. Yeah, sure. There was a line. There was 10 people outside of the gun shop. And I go, what are people doing outside of the gun shop lining up? Yeah, no, I don't know. It's crazy. They, I tell you. So we are not ready because all our system, the health system, is not ready just in case for this situation because everybody is sick with right. a lot of people. If you go in the same times at the hospital, but maybe we are more ready just in case there is one word. Yeah. War. War. Just well, one word. Well, thank you for coming on the show. All right. And stay healthy. All right. You too. So what did the Italians do when they were put in quarantine? Well, many of them took to their balconies and started singing and dancing. I mean, I don't really see that here in the United States. I don't have a balcony, so I don't know. But enjoy what happened in Naples, Italy, as people took to their balconies. What? Mm-hmm.